we're in chapter 4 of 1 Timothy this, this morning. Uh, uh, we've been looking uh, at the faithful sayings of Paul in his writings. He said it four times, faithful saying. This morning we're going to look at chapter 4, beginning with verse number 6. Let us stand. Number 6, it says, Thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be good ministers of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of God's doc good doctrine, whereunto you have, thou hast obtained. But refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather than unto godliness. For boldly exercise, for bodily pro exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promised of the Father that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for your words, Lord. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. Help the, uh, each one of us to receive your engrafted word for our hearts and apply it to our lives that we may walk. Nimpty myself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Like I said, we're, uh, we're looking at this faithful saying of Paul. Uh, uh, last week was in chapter 1, looking at the uh, faithful saying. Paul said four times. He uses this phrase, this is a faithful saying. Last week we looked at this faithful saying of salvation that if you want to go to heaven you've got to come through Jesus Christ there's no other way heaven he, to get to heaven he's the only way the truth and the light no man cometh from the father except by me Jesus said but realize this there is something that I want you to understand this morning salvation just starts when you get born again the transaction has taken place. When you get born again, you're on your way to heaven. But that's not where your walk with God stops. The second faithful that he said, uh, find here in the uh, text, he said, the exercise unto godliness, he said that godliness is profitable in all things. The Bible said that we are to go on, according to Hebrews chapter 5, we are to go on to a perfection. Now that doesn't mean that you are perfect, amen. In the sense that you don't have to, you don't have any flaws, you don't have any errors in your life. Uh, the word perfect in your King James Bible that means whole without leaving anything out. Trying to cover up all your uh, bases is what he's saying. But, but Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, and besides giving all diligence unto your faith, add virtue and to virtue add knowledge and to knowledge add temperance and to temperance patient and to patient godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brother kindness charity for these things be in you and around you they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ but he that lacketh these things, he that doesn't have these things in him, cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he has been purged from his old sins. In other words, Peter said, 
If you don't continually start your walk with God, if you don't continually do your walk with God after salvation, you can get to a place that you would forget that you were ever purged from your sins of your old life. So this morning we're moving on this faithful saying number two this morning. And that is the faithful saying of sanctification. We know this Paul added the phrase at the end of faithful saying like he did in chapter one. This faithful saying is worthy of all acceptation. In other words, everybody needs what I'm getting ready to tell you. This is worth everyone grabbing a hold of. It's worthy of all acceptation. It's worth everyone getting a hold of what you get saved this morning. And you're not lost. If, you, if you're lost this morning, you're not going to get this. If you're saved, you need to move on from salvation under the perfect works of God. The second thing worth every Christian getting a hold of, you should get a hold of godliness. You should go on from salvation to sanctification this morning and live a Christian life that brings glory and honor and praise to one that saved your life this morning. The one that redeemed you this morning. He bought you in lives and he lives inside you this morning. Just like a requirement that sinners be saved, just like it is a requirement that all saints live a godly life this morning. Just like it is absolutely demanded from God every sinner to be saved, it is equally demand from God for every saint to live a sanctified life this morning. I say it demands from God. It's not a request. It's not a suggestion. But if the blood of Jesus Christ has redeemed you, God demands your best because He gave you His best this morning. It's amazing that somewhere along the line that we have come to believe that just saying I'm a Christian, just by posting a Bible verse on social media, just coming to church a couple of times a month, just saying Jesus, somehow that is sanctification. We've missed the boat on that. It's not this morning. The devil can quote scriptures, amen. The devil believes and tremble, amen. And the devil even goes to church. According to my Bible, he showed up at church from time to time. But I'll tell you what the devil can't do. He cannot reproduce the fruits of salvation through the sanctification this morning. The devil cannot live a life that proves that God has made a change in him. Let me just say this. You need to live a life that says, hey, God has made a change in me. I'm not the same way. I don't walk the same way. I don't talk the same way. I'm on a different path. You need to live a life that says, God has made a change in me this morning. And if you're not living that kind of life since salvation, that proves to this lost and dying world that there is a change in your life. You're no better off than the devil. You ain't living no better than the devil. But he says, this is worthy of all acceptation, the faithful sin of sanctification. I've always heard this. If there's no fruit, 
I doubt if there's any root. Mm. Let me say that again. I got a little Holy Spirit tingle on that one. If, if there's no fruit, there, there ain't no roots. Jesus says, I am the vine, you're the branch. The only way that you can have fruits is you be attached to the vine. If you're not attached to the vine, then you're cut off and thrown in the hewn in the fire. And let me just say this, if you don't got no fruits in your life, you better check out and see how far your roots run this morning. Don't tell me you have faith. Show me you have faith. Amen. I've heard a lot of talk, but talk is cheap this morning. Don't tell me how much you love God. Show me how much you love God. There needs to be some fruit in your life. I guarantee you this morning, if the fruit is rotten, boy, and it's something you just get a hold of, some fruit and bite into it, and it's just as rotten as it can be. Amen. But let me, I guarantee you this morning, if your fruit is rotten, then your roots are rotten this morning. Amen. There got to be some fruit in your life. There should be some fruit in your life that says you are a child of the living God this morning. Three things about this salvation that you need to get a hold of. Some of them you're not going to like. Three of them, but you need to get a hold of them. First of all, I see the protest of sanctification here. Watch the, what so, uh, sanctification in your life should be protesting some things. Verse number 7, but refuse. There's the re protest right there. Profane, that wicked, vile, ungodly. An old wives' tale, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. You see what he said? The first step of sanctification in your life, you've got to refuse some things. You've got to say, I'm refusing that. I refuse to listen to that. I'm not throwing in with that. I'm not going there. I'm throwing up a stop sign. I refuse that. I've got to reject that. You've got to reject some things in your life in sanctification. There needs to be a sign in your life that says, I'm protesting these things this morning to be sanctified. If you've been accepting things that everyone else has been accepting this morning, you're not protesting. There's some things, some profane things in this life, in this world, that you're going to have to live a sanctified life that you've got to protest this morning. Well, I don't. I, well, I I don't have uh, any anything against anyone. I I don't like to be confrontational. Too bad. That's just the way life is. Is a Christian life. As your Christian walk, you have to throw up a stop sign every now and then and say, "Hey, I'm not saying that. I'm not going there. I'm not thinking that. I'm not hanging out with that crowd. I'm not listening to that music. I ain't watching that on TV." I ain't saying that. I refuse this morning. There is a protest of sanctification in your life. And let me just say this. As a ch child of God, as a Christian, watched by, watched by the blood of Jesus Christ, there are some things uh, that you need to protest in this world. If you start accepting everything this world throws at you, and that's the problem with a lot of churches today, they have not protested anything. They accept it and come in. As a child of God, you've got to protest some things that the world 
world and the devil and the flesh that throws in your life and says, no, I ain't doing that. To live a sanctified life. And, and can I remind you, I said God demands a sanctified life from a child of God. It's not a request from God. He, he's demanding that you have a sanctified life as a child of God. It, it interests me is how we got to the place where Christians, the Christian world and Christianity is where we got to accept anything and everything. We have to accept anybody's lifestyle. We have to accept it's normal today. No, no, no. I, I don't have to accept anything the Bible tells me that I don't have to accept. I, I don't care who tells me here, but when the Bible says I don't have to accept that, I, I don't have to walk that way, I don't have to lean that way, I don't have to. I am supposed to refuse some things. I am supposed to run from some things. I am supposed to live a sanctified life this morning. If you're not living that sanctified life this morning, I suggest you get to your roots and find out what's going on in your life. But if you start accepting everything that the world throws at you and say, hey, I'll just accept that. I'll run with that. No, no, no. You've got to refuse some things that the world throws in front of you this morning. Turn to a couple of books to the right. Titus. Turn to Titus. I want to show you some things. Show you something here. I, I love when you sung the song Grace because it fits right with this right here. Titus chapter number two. I, I love this verse. You ought to underline this verse, memorize it, and just put it to heart. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. This is what grace is teaching us. Teaching us that denying. He's saying that. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in his present world. It does not teach us that we have to accept things. Grace teaches us that we can deny some things. Is that not backwards from the modern day world that we live in today? Contemporary moving into churches today that we see. The modern day churches that we see. Leave as you come and go at least come as you go. They don't teach you anything about denying the world, denying the flesh, and denying the devil. You can just add Jesus on off top of everything you do today. Just put him on top of you. Whatever you're doing in your life, just put Jesus on top. If you've got social drinking going on in your life, just put Jesus on top of it. If you've got fornication going on in your life, just put Jesus on top of it. If you're doing drugs, just put Jesus right on top of it. It makes everything all right. No, you've got to reject and deny the things of this world to live a sanctified life. And grace teaches us that we should be denying things of this world. What does grace teach us in verse 12? Hey, I'm not just giving you Bible this morning. I'm not just giving you Bible, my friend. It's just what the Word of God says. If you're going to live for God after you get saved and live a sanctified life, set-apart life, you're going to have to say no to some things. 
just going to have to. You're going to have to deny yourself some things that you want. Amen. You may want that, but God says you don't get that. You got to deny it. You're going to have to leave and deny what the flesh wants this morning. You're going to have to say, no, I can't have that. You're going to have to deny going some places with your friends because that's not who you are. There are some things that you've got to deny this morning. There are some things you've got to say, hey, I, I, I just can't do that. I'm a child of God. I walk this way. I talk this way now. I don't go where I used to go. I'm not who I used to be. I'm changed. But if it's not a change in your life, if the world cannot see a change in your life, then I suggest you go back to the altar and get right with God because there is a change in your life when you get saved. Once you get saved, then you've got to have this Sanctified life that's going on. The protest of sanctification. Let's go back to the Texas. The protest of sanctification, verse 7, things that we're supposed to refuse. In verse 7, but refuse profane and old wives' tale. Y'all remember those old wives' tale? I mean, they've been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Here in the Texas, saying there's some things that people that you ought to not listen to. There's some things that people say to your life that you ought not listen to if you're going to have a sanctified life. When that long lizard tongue gospel comes your way and starts tearing down something that something the church is trying to do or somebody is trying to do under the skies of prayer requests, under the skies that I'm so concerned about them, you ought to just stop it. If you're going to live a sanctified life, you have to say absolutely not. I'm not listening to that. I'm not going down to that. Uh, you need to get the altar and you need to pray for God yourself. I'm not going to answer or uh, take part in what you want this morning. And let me just say, those old wise tales, uh, those tales that people try to get you, and you ought to just say, hey, I don't want to hear that. You, you ought to pull old Barney Fife. Just nip it. Nip it in the bud. Amen. That's what you ought to do. Don't give in when people start telling you, well, you know about that preacher down there, he just preaches too hard. I've been told that. <laughs> you just t- preach too hard. All you preach about is sin. Let's see, what, gets you to, what keeps you out of hell? Getting saved. What keeps you out of heaven? Having sin. Now, what do what you want me to preach against? What keeps you out of heaven or what keeps you out of hell? Amen. Amen. Preach against it. Ah, that preacher just preaches too much against sin. He preaches too loud. He's just yelling. He's just ranting, raving. I can't help how I am. God made me this way. Amen. I, I, I'm refusing that garbage. That's some stuff that you got to, no business listening to. There's some stuff that you got no business saying this morning. They say loose lips sink ship. I, I will tell you, more churches have been destroyed. Not, not because of anything, but because of the gossip that goes on in the churches. Amen. That's what will destroy a church in a heartbeat. If you're a child of God, the Bible says don't give it in that gossip. Don't listen to it. You ought to just start throwing your hands up. Stop! In the name of love. Grace. 
Don't listen to it. We have to have a sanctified life. More churches have been destroyed by gossip than women, than sex, and uh, drugs, or alcohol. Don't think because you have a sanctified life and you've been out drinking this week. You think that you have a sanctified life because you've been out smoking a blunt this week. You think you have a sanctified life because you didn't sleep with somebody's wife this week. And that's all just junk that you've been talking, been listening to, that you ought to not be talking or dealing with. Get rid of that stuff out of your life. There's a protest of sanctification. You say, I'm leaving that alone. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, But shun profane and babbling. Why? For they will increase in unto more ungodliness. It, 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 giving in all this stuff that goes around, all this stuff that's talking, everybody's telling, that, that sudden, all of a sudden it's increasing your life. It increases in ungodliness in your life. And you start to lack the sanctification that you need in your life because you give in to this gossip. And can I say this, and I, I pray none of y'all like this, but some people seem to flock to those who are listening to gossip more than they do the others. You can always point somebody out that's around you that'll just give an ear to everything you say. Especially if you stand around the water cooler and say, well, did you hear what somebody, and they, and they could be over across the room, they run over. What'd you say? What'd you say? You can always point the one out. And let me just say, that's the one that you need to stay away from. Begin with, because all they're going to do is repeat gossip. There's a protest of sanctification in your life. There's a time that you're going to have to throw your hands up and say, No, no, I'm not going to do that. Because it brings you down, drags you down. And not only does it drain, brings you down and drags you down, it drags the church down with it. Be known as a gossiping church. No. We're not free will Baptist gossipers. We're a free will Baptist. Leave that junk alone. There's got to be a protest of sanctification in your life. We see, we see the uh, uh, profit of sanctification here. Sanctification is godliness is profitable. For bodily exercise, profit little. Now don't try to use that verse. The Bible says I, I don't have to exercise. I don't, have, I, don't have to, I don't have to hit a lick now because the Bible says it profited little. It did say it profited little, but hey, you don't need to have a cardiac either. <laughs> Amen. I'm just saying that's free. I'll throw it out there. But godliness is profitable unto all things. You say, how can a sanctified life be profitable? How is it living a life that is refusing some things in my life, shunning some things? How is that profitable? Well, I'll tell you how it's profitable. Most of the problems of the people today that have dealt with in the ministry, that I've watched and I've seen and I've talked with, like the problems in marriages and finances and all these things, I've dealt with people in it. Everyone stems back to lack of sanctification in their walk with God. 
They allow things to come in and causes them to have marital problems. They allow things to come in that allow them to have financial problems. My children are gone astray. Why? Because you allow things to come into it and your children follow that to that way. I find that the problem with most people in our world today is come the lack of sanctification in their life to help them out. Everything you can stem it back to lack of sanctification. Listen to me. If you and your wife are living a sanctified life, your life's going to be better. You're going to have a happier home anyway. Amen. Most marriages end up broken because one is living a sanctified life and the other is not. Amen. It is profitable in all things of life. How many businessmen have you known that they came to church, and I know a few, they'd come to church, came to church faithfully, start praying faithfully, God start blessing in their business, God start giving them business, and it seems like their business start growing, and God was blessing them, and then they said, well, I can't go to church just Sunday, I bought a brand new boat, I need to take it out on the lake, I got to do this, we're going on a vacation, we're going to go to the cabins on the weekend, that next thing you know, they're not in church anymore, because what God gave them has taken them away from church, and it ain't blessed God is by going into the church and blessing God for it. So God said, hey, if you're going to live that kind of life, God said, I'll take everything you got. And I've seen businessmen fold up, broke, because what God given them, and they didn't bless God back for it. I've seen that happen. They've lost everything they had. It is profitable in all areas of your life, in all walks of your life. Sanctification is profitable. It's profitable in the church, in your life, your children's life. Clean living will take care of a lot of junk. I'm going to say this twice because I feel like it needs to be said. Clean living. Sanctified living will take care of a lot of junk in your life. Clean living, sanctified life will take care of all that junk that you got in your life. Why? Because junk and sanctified don't go together. You got junk in your life, don't need to bear. When you get sanctified, it gets pushed to the side. It gets pushed out your door. It gets pushed out of your life. And next thing you know, I, I didn't need that. I, didn't, I, that, I wasn't satisfied with that. I, I got a sanctified life. Now I'm walking with God. I find that I, things that I had in my life are no longer needed in my life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Living a sanctified life will get rid of y'all's problems today. And a lot of us need to start throwing our hands up and say, hey, no, I, I ain't, I, I'm not going that way. I, I'm not walking that way. I'm not talking that way. I'm not thinking that way no more. That, that would do all of us good to get that in our lives. And say, hey, I'm sanctified. I can't do that. They're going to refuse some things. It amazes me. Verse 7, 
what it says. Look, look here. If Baptist had, if Baptist had wrote verse number seven, they would have said, "Exercise your brother unto godliness. <laughs> Exercise your sister <laughs> unto godliness." I don't think they're living right, so we didn't exercise them. It didn't say that. It says exercise yourself. Exercise yourself. And get a hold of this. It did not say God will exercise for you. There, listen, there's some things that God expects you to do once you get saved. God, God expects you to exercise yourself. But the, we live in a day where everybody wants God to do everything. Well, God, I got saved now. You need to just get rid of this stuff out of my life. God, I, can I tell you why some alcoholics don't get rid of being an alcoholic even when they come to church and say, I got saved? Because they're expecting God to remove the desire from their life. And God says, no, I expect Expect you to do things yourself on some things. Now, God, God, don't get me wrong. God will help you. If you're trying to, God will help you. God will make a way. But God expects you to get some things out of your life. God expects you to exercise some things in your life. Now, there's only some things that only God can do. But God expects you to do some things in your life. God is not going to stop drinking for you. He's not going to stop smoking for you. He's not going to stop doing the drugs for you. He's not going to stop you watching that program that you should not be watching. Start doing something for yourself. Amen. Start doing something for yourself. And that, that, and that you're supposed to. He demands it. I'll tell you what God do. He will help, but He won't do it for you. You, you ever been in a gym? Any of y'all been in a gym? I didn't think so. I did. you, you see, you see, that's <laughs> full weights. <laughs> you, you see these 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 weightlifters. They'll be on a bench and they lift away. They got what you call a spotter, and and what they're doing is they they help them. Now, they're not taking the weight off of them. They're just there to make sure they, they're all right. They're spotters. They're trainers. Can I tell you that's what God is? God, God is a spotter. God is a trainer. God said, hey, I, I see you carrying that weight, uh, but I'm going to make sure you don't fall. I'm making sure you don't drop. Uh, I'm making sure you don't fall on you. I, I'm going to help you, but I'm not taking all the weight off of you. So he's our spotter. He's not going to let you fall. He's not going to let you fall. But if you crawl over in the corners of the Lord, I need you to remove this out of my life. It's never going to happen if you ain't making effort to get rid of it yourself. Amen. That one's free too. I won't charge for that. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get out of here free today. We see, we see the promise. Uh, uh, we see the uh, protest of sanctification. We see the, uh, uh, the prophet of sanctification. And let me say this. We see the promise of sanctification. Verse number 8. For godly exercise profit little. 
For godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is, get this, and that which is to come. This is the faithful saying and acceptable all, to all. Listen to what I'm about to fix and to say. We have hammered for so long that sanctification will not get you to heaven, and it will not. Jesus Christ is the only one that gets you to heaven. But sanctified, you can live a sanctified life all day long, and it will not get you to heaven. Jesus is the only way to heaven. We have raised a generation, think, after getting saved. Sanctification it won't uh, do anything for them, won't help them, won't do anything for them. So they don't live a sanctified life because they said, hey, it won't get me to heaven. You're right. But this says here, it's sanctified is profitable for the life that is now and the one to come. Amen. 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 How many of y'all like gifts? I love gifts. I love gifts. And what he's saying is, you live that sanctified life here. You strive living that sanctified life. Not only does it help you in this present life, but it also helps you in the life to come. There's a, I get this picture that when we get to heaven and God looks at us and says, hey, well done, thy faithful servant. Come in. I, and I, I'm looking at these rewards and these crowns that he's given us because of our sanctified walk. Because we live for God. We walk for God. We talk for God. And we'll be able to give those crowns back to him how would it be for you to be a Christian standing at the throne of God empty handed Lord help us tried by fire and all you got is ashes in your hand because you didn't live a sanctified life one call to God amen I'm just telling you, we, we need to get this, we need to get this happening. And the reason why I'm preaching this stuff is because I, I'm telling you, we're getting closer and closer each day. I, I look at the world and how it's acting, reacting. This COVID stuff has really shut the world down and changed the thinking of the world. And not only has it changed the thinking on the world, but it has changed the thinking of the Christians in this world. Never have a time I'd ever thought Christians would be afraid to go to church. Never would I ever thought there'd be a time that a Christian or a pastor say, "Well, we're not going to meet today because I don't want to get COVID." We'll meet outside, and y'all park across the street, and you sit in your cars, and y'all listen to me. Blow your horn when you want to say "Amen." Yeah. No, we're living in a time. The Bible says it's right. He says, "Look around. You got all these falling away." All these backbiters, the time has come. And the reason why I'm pitching these things is that you need to make sure your life is right with God now. Don't, don't try to... <laughs> How many of y'all crammed for the test the night before? I've done that so many times. Get up an hour early and try to learn everything I was supposed to learn in six weeks in one half hour. One half hour. We, we can't say, well, I, 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 I wait, but when the time really comes and you start seeing it, I'll get closer to God. No, it is now. 
He said, once you get saved. He didn't say, once you get saved uh, and as you walk, you don't have to do anything. Just keep walking, keep walking. No, once you get saved, now you got to start living that sanctified life day in, day out, not skipping a day. It's not just on Sunday. It's just not on Wednesday. I'm telling you, it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You've got to live that sanctified life. You've got to tell this world, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not accepting that. You start accepting things and this world throws at you, the flesh throws at you, the devil throws at you. It'll cause you lose your sanctification. It'll cause it. Because the more you allow it to come in, the more sanctification goes out. See, it works both ways. You get more sanctification in your life, the more junk it gets out of it. But you start allowing the junk overrule sanctification in your life, your sanctification goes out. There's the promise, not only this life, but the life to come. I'm trying to get you in shape, I'm trying to get you ready. A young convert, I'm finished. A young convert I read about come and got saved at church. And the congregation let him says, You saved? Yep, I'm born again. How do you know? What, what makes you think you're born again? He said, Well, they said, is there any fruit in your life that you are born again, blood-washed child of God? He said, well, I'll tell you like it is. I was a sinner, and I was running after sin. But I met the Master, and now I'm saved, and I'm running from sin. Which way are you running? Which way are you running? Amen. A sanctified life. This is a faithful saying. Having a sanctified life. Don't allow the world to come in and encamp around you and entreat you and entice you to fall away. It can't happen. It can't happen. It'll happen in the church. It'll happen in your life. It can't happen. But you've got to live that sanctified life every day. God help us if we don't get a hold of this stuff. God help us. He said you must be saved, born again. That is the start of your walk. Now you live the sanctified life after that walk. 